0: Back in the day.
1: Back in the day when I was young, I ain't a kid anymore. What some days I said, I wish I was a kid again.
0: You know, I'm going to leave that in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not know that song? No. And I'm not sure if you sang it good enough for me to recognize it. You could. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and with me, all the way from sunny, sunny Vale. Uh, no, you're not in sunny Vale.
1: I'm in Santa Clara. Close okay, enough. Okay, whatever. They're all border whatever. towns. Yeah. Prasanna Malayandi, how's it going? Good, Curtis. Yes, it is a sunny day, although a couple days ago, we actually got rain, which is really weird in May. Yeah, to get rain, but now I think tomorrow or day after it's supposed to be 90 degrees. So, yes, very, very, very sunny.
0: Yeah, I have a friend who lives in. Um, um, you have like, friends
1: other than I me. Do have
0: friends? I do. I do. And and I don't even pay them. I don't pay them to be my friends. Uh, but I have one up in um, Tracy. <laughs> and is this
1: a real friend? Can I Google? Well, I'm, I was trying
0: to. I was trying to remember the exact town that he lives in, and I believe it is Tracy and he was posting something about you know weather and then and then um and then he posted uh, he's expect they're expecting over 100 degrees in tracy for the next like 4 or 5 days
1: you know it's funny i don't think anywhere else in the country they complain as much about the weather as they do in california like when it gets just like <laughs> yeah. slightly out of that very narrow banned perfect weather
0: living in san diego which is the home of the most moderate weather in the continental united states i often joke like i don't know why we have a weather segment on the news we should do something else we should just spend that time talking about puppies or something you know i want to talk about puppies yeah you have a puppy how old's your puppy
1: he is going to be four on next friday i don't think that's a puppy anymore
0: that's officially, like, he's well into drinking age. I,
1: I know, but, but like, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm sitting at the office in a chair, and he is sitting on my lap, passed out.
0: Nice. That's exactly what a dog should be doing. By the way, Persona and I do both work for Druva, but this is not a Druva podcast. The opinions that you hear are our own. So I... Was looking for something to talk about today, and I started googling some things, and I came across an article from Speaking of Friends, an old, an old uh, colleague of yours, uh, Cesala Reddy. So uh, yeah, Cesala. Yep. Yeah. So you you got to know him uh, at Data Domain, right? When you yep, worked at EMC, that's correct.
1: Yep. When I was at EMC, he was a chief architect at Data Domain, and then he left along with some of the other Data Domain folks, and they started Datrium. So I know we had right. Brian Biles on. Right, the podcast right. earlier. So,
0: yep. The the title of the article, which is interesting, uh, when it comes to recovery, backup, useless, DR, priceless, which is interesting, right? When I read the article, I, I think he focuses, and I think rightly so. And and if I if I if I take the title and I say if I if I just insert the word traditional backup, I definitely say I, I've always felt that traditional backup is useless when it comes to dr and by useless i would say you know pretty
1: much useless and by traditional backup care to explain uh, i mean or elaborate
0: yeah no well a traditional backup is one well it depends on it's, <laughs> it's i'm broadening the definition in my head as i speak as i write so the idea is you have two ways to store data protection data one is you put it into some kind of format right some kind of backup format or you don't right so i'm including traditional backup to be any backup product that stores the data in such a way that it requires a restore in order to use it which would which was which is pretty broad right mm-hmm. and so the question is in times of DR, if all you have is a backup that you then have to do a restore in order to recover from that disaster, I would agree that in modern times, that is pretty much useless. Um, Again, useless is a a very pejorative term, but I would say that it, it is not going to meet the rto
1: of most uh companies does does that seem no that seems fair and i think you brought up an interesting or good uh classification there which is the difference between restore and recover i think most people when they think backup they're like oh yeah i just give you back your data and you're all good to go but really in the case of dr just getting your data back is not enough Right. You might need to recover your application, which includes replaying logs to bring it back to a good known state. You might need to recreate other parts of your environment, yep. um, which is why it's important that you look at overall recovery time to actually restore your data might just be a small portion of the overall length and time it takes.
0: Yeah, I see recovery as that overall process, right? Uh, You know, which may or may not involve a restore, right? So if you, so the backup is the one method, the other is replication, right? So if you're storing your backups, as I make quotes in the air, in a native format, which can be immediately used uh, in time of um, recovery, which is either doing like an instant recovery, which we talked about, or a disaster recovery, where basically you can run your, uh, if you can run VMs essentially from your backup, as I make quotes in it, you're storing the data in a native format, right? So mm-hmm. that's one way to do backup or, data or recovery. And then the other way is storing it in, in, a, in a format that requires you to do a restore. Some products do both, right? Some products, uh, so like you look at, um, uh, there are products that tend to be replication-centric, but they can also do regular restores uh, because they have, um, they've got a history built into them. I think about like Zerto, right? So Zerto is definitely a replication-centric product, but because they have history built into them, they are able to do, restores of older data. Does that make sense?
1: No, it makes sense. And I think um, just looking, I think it's important to consider um, your overall environment. And in the end, you're going to have multiple mechanisms to protect your data. Backup is one of them. Replication is another one. And snapshots is yet a third type. And I think you are going to have use these different technologies in different ways because each is going to have a different cost point, a different RTO, a different RPO. And I think you should look across your entire environment to make sure you are covered and not necessarily just look for one-size-fits-all type of a solution. For instance, there are use cases for backup that don't necessarily get solved at the same cost point as, say, snapshots.
0: Well, definitely when you bring costs into it, right um right if we you know did you ever work at netapp i did yeah so you know <laughs> if netapp had its druthers uh like snap and replicate <laughs> yes yeah, snap and replicate everything in the planet right and there and and uh i really like that you know i've been a huge fan of netapp over the years right i, I like that and I, I would refer to that as um uh as near cdp right near continuous um data protection right i
1: think i call Um, it asynchronous
0: replication but yeah but no i gotta correct you there because asynchronous replication can be done without snapshots you could just you could just say replicate every change in this storage array asynchronously and you can do that without snapshots
1: not with if you're using that app no, not if you're using NetApp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct, that, right? Yeah. And the yeah. reason you use a snapshot, though, is that it gives you a consistent point in time, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I like doing, like, if you're using snapshot to, say, store Oracle, which I've, I've done a lot in the past, I like to put Oracle in backup mode, take a snapshot, and then now I have a, a an application-consistent yeah. image as well. Yeah, and then replicate it. I much prefer that to, there are some systems that can only replicate and then snap. Yep. Right. I much prefer the snap and then replicate approach for sure. But I think we digress, Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is always what we do. yeah, Yeah.
0: The point is that when it comes to disaster recovery, there are two very broad categories of products, some of which span both, but you either have to do a restore in order to do a disaster recovery, or you don't. Are you cool with that um, distinction?
1: Say that again.
0: <laughs> so, when it comes to DR, the broadest categories I can I can make here is you have one set of products that when you have a disaster you have to do you have to then do a recovery. Mm-hmm. And then the other half are in in a disaster, you have something ready to go.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree. Okay.
0: And what I think we can agree and I think we're in agreement with Sazala is that um the um the first category the ones where you have to do a restore in today's computing environments and all but the most lax uh computing environment
1: in about a week it's fine yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i don't i i I think i mentioned it on the podcast before that i worked with a paper mill company and they basically said that like a two-week rto was like totally cool because the they're like we'll just keep making paper we won't know how much we're making or (laughs) or that (laughs) sort of stuff but like if the computers go down we're fine for a couple of weeks it's fine but most companies today are not okay with an rto that's measured in many days possibly weeks
1: and even some are not even good or are okay with even 24 hours
0: yeah agreed uh and uh, and and Cezala makes this point that ransomware is is emerging as the leading cause of downtime i completely concur there i i've made the point a, a few times that ransomware is pushing um the um it's pushing the need for good dr to the forefront would you, would you agree with that definitely i
1: was i was just well, thinking <laughs>
0: I was, I that, I, was that one of your exponential back-off?
1: Oh. Is that what that was? No, no. I was just thinking, I was just parsing what you said, and yes, I agree that ransomware oh, okay. is a lead. No, the only okay. thing I was thinking, though, I was... I was really
0: worried you were going to argue with me for a minute. No, I was no, going to have I, to fire I, you from the podcast. <laughs> because no, there was, will be was... no arguing with Curtis.
1: No, I was just <laughs> wondering, though, if ransom, if disaster recovery is the only thing important to ransomware, or if there are other aspects as well. But what do you mean? Dis- so I agree disaster recovery is critical in when recovering from ransomware, but I also feel that disaster recovery is not the only
0: No, thing no, that I've, matters. I've, I've, yeah. No, we're completely in agreement there. I'm just saying that for a long time, a lot of computing environments could go, you know, hurricanes don't really hit us. We don't really get hurt. We don't get earthquakes. We don't really get tornadoes here we probably don't need that big of a dr system right and and they could they could statistically get away with that for a long time now ransomware affects everybody anytime anywhere and and they do it in such a way that it's unique in that so you just got you just get you just got hit by this big disaster quote unquote but for this small fee of only $50,000 or a million dollars or $10 million, depending on the company, um, you could get it all back, right? (laughs) What, what say you, Mr. Customer, right? So it's, um, it's, um, and, and so what I'm saying is it's, it's pushing DR to the forefront in terms of it's, it's, pulling it out of the of the you know the back closet if you will and saying hey dr is much more important because we've got to stop we've got to have the ability to recover from these ransomware attacks without paying the ransom i know we're in agreement
1: there yes uh, no i agree with you there and i think though this is where some of the other data protection solutions we had talked about like snapshots and replication sometimes Mm -hmm. have issues just because if someone compromises one network and they might be able to access both your sites and ruin or uh, encrypt your data, delete your data, Mm -hmm. do whatever they maliciously want. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think about that. I think about like, again, going back to the NetApp way of doing things. I, I wouldn't think that even if they could affect, they could affect the primary or the current snapshot. I wouldn't think they'd be able to to infect historic snapshots it
1: depends Um, like if they get admin access to your box
0: if they get admin (laughs) access to your box it's all done right um and that's why you you look at other features like um um, worm and things like that but let's go back to this let's go back to this um to to the title of this article which i did i didn't like the title of the article um, I, I was fine with most everything else in the article. Obviously, uh, you know, we've had Brian on the podcast. Uh, obviously, they, due to their architecture, they can have a very quick recovery by using VMware Cloud on AWS as a recovery mechanism. And because of how they store the data, they can do a very quick RTO and a pretty good R, RPO as well. And so obviously, he's making a case for that. There's nothing wrong with that. I guess I'm just saying there are other products, and yes, one of which we represent you know obviously we work for a company that uses backup and does support this idea of a relatively instant disaster recovery. Um, but I don't I think they might be able to do a tighter RTO or tighter RPO than we do. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is there are a bunch of companies let me back up. Um, there are a bunch of companies that are using the cloud for disaster recovery, and I am definitely a big fan of that. I, and I know, obviously, you are as well.
1: Um, yeah, no, it solves a ahead. lot of the problems. I think the other key that um, was also mentioned in the article, which I think is also critical, is the fact that they have a simple way to orchestrate how you do your failover, right? Creating a runbook. I know that I've heard stories about hey, in a traditional data center, I have this like 300 page run book. When things go wrong, these are all the steps I have to do. And God help me if I ever have to test any of these. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And I think um, with a lot of these services and companies who offer DR into the cloud and provide that simplicity that now you can go validate, yes, does my DR work before uh, I get affected by a disaster?
0: Yeah, and so I, I would say that where we're definitely in agreement with Sazala here is that the old, old way of, the you know, the other way of, well, when we hit a disaster, we go grab our box of backup tapes or even our box of data domains that are replicated to another site. And then, then we start a restore process. We are at an absolute agreement that that just doesn't fly in today's computing world, right? At least in most environments. Uh, e- even so, there are still probably companies that, that are fine with that and it's not wrong, right? So if, if they want to use that method and they're okay with the RTO that comes with that method and it f- meets the needs of their business, then that's fine, right? Um, the, what I think we're in agreement with him here is that the cloud is definitely the way to go. And this idea of pre-recovering is definitely the way to go.
1: Uh, do you wanna explain what I mean by that? It's, <clears throat> I believe you are referring to um, having a copy ready for when you right. need to get going, rather than in when a failure happens, then getting started on that recovery process.
0: Right, and I think it's really important to understand, or for people to understand that that is a possibility with companies who do backup style backups, right? uh, versus snapshot or replication, it is possible to have backup style backups, which there are a bunch of companies in that category, but then use the flexibility of the cloud to pre-restore your data so that it is essentially ready to go in time of a disaster. And so you can have an RTO of, you know, say a half hour, um, and it might be that they might, and again, I don't I, I haven't actually used the Datrium solution. It might be that they can do faster than a half hour, and that's great for them. I, I would argue that probably most people would kill for a half hour recovery time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most environments would go, wait, you could do it in a half hour? I am I am in, right? Um, and that historically, and again, I'm not speaking directly to Datrium here, historically the tighter you get on the RTO or RPO, typically costs tend to go up.
1: Oh yeah. It's um, one of the things I remember at NetApp, we used to joke that everyone always wants an RPO, RTO of zero, and then you give them the cost and then they're like, okay, let's back that off to really what we need. <laughs> they're
0: like, what? How about a week? <laughs> yeah. An RPO, no, and it,
1: yeah, an and RPO of
0: zero is $1 billion. Okay, I'll take a month
1: then, you know. Yeah. Because, come on, you would also say the same, right? Because to you, your application is the most important. But when you're paying for it, it's like, okay, there's only so much budget.
0: (laughs) Well, this is why, uh, and this is a totally different topic, which we should totally cover in a separate podcast, and that is the idea of chargeback. This is why I'm a huge fan of chargeback, meaning that individual uh, cost centers should be uh, charged for the cost of the data protection system that they require and that th- that's really the only true way to drive this kind of behavior right so if the, if, the, if they're not if their bottom line if their organization's bottom line is not impacted by saying rto and rpo of zero it's really hard to get them to move off of that short oh, yeah. of going going up the chain and having the CFO yell at them, right? Yep. But if they if their direct bottom line is is impacted because of your ability to do chargeback, then it, it's really easy to say, well, yes, we can do an RTO and RPO of zero. It's gonna cost one billion dollars, and then they back off, just like you said.
1: <laughs> Only one billion dollars.
0: Only one billion dollars.
1: <laughs> but but to be fair though, I think the rest of the article is I agree with like, I think that cloud, like you said, is unlocking new potentials and doing DR in the cloud totally makes sense. And it is a use case that you can support and that DR really to be effective. It can't be as complicated as it was before, right? It can't be as long running as it was before, right? And it definitely cannot be as expensive.
0: And I, right. and I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but back back in the day.
1: Back in the day when I was young, I ain't a kid anymore. What some days I said, I wish I was a kid again. You know, I'm
0: going to leave that in the podcast. <laughs> Do you not know that song? No. And I'm not sure if you sang it good enough for me to recognize it. We did a semi-annual DR test and the, the disaster recovery plan had to be well documented. And when we would do the DR test, I wasn't allowed to do it. It had to be someone, not me. And they had to follow my documentation and, uh, and pretend that I was dead. And we never, if a successful DR test was getting to the end without having to ask Curtis any questions. We never once had a successful DR test in the three years that I worked there because it was complicated. That's my point because it was a complicated process that was very time consuming and very error prone. And so I agree with you that DR needs to be and w- which is his final point in the article is to be effective. DR needs to be simple, fast and affordable. Couldn't agree more. Right. Um, and so I, I, so I think we're definitely in agreement I when we when we had Brian on the podcast uh, you know we're definitely in agreement that this idea of pre-restoring to the cloud so that the backup is essentially ready to go uh, that is definitely the way to go uh their, their way is one way to do it Druva's way is one way to do it um you know Rubrik and Cohesity have have another way to do it these are all ways of pre-restoring and they all come with their advantages and disadvantages and associated costs. So just look at that. I definitely think. I think we can universally say that for most modern computing environments, the old way is definitely passé. Definitely, the idea of backup is, well, you got know, to do dis-
1: Every time Curtis says definitely, I recommend taking a shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the, the, uh, the
1: restore-it-all drinking game? I think we might need to start a restore-it-all drinking game or go back to beer and backups.
0: Oh, beer and backups. We definitely need beer and backups. We're coming up on the Memorial Day weekend here. And uh, by the way, uh, salute to everyone who paid the ultimate price for uh, our freedom, as did my uh, grandfather so many years ago who fought in mm. World War II. He was a radioman. Yeah, actually was in the Pacific Theater. So meaning in all of those hundreds of little islands that you've never heard of, mm-hmm. which was depicted in the uh, series called The Pacific on, I think that was HBO. HBO, yeah. Yeah, which was not as as um, engaging as A Band of Brothers, done by the same people, but it was not as engaging because... Of the way the, that war was done, it was lots of little individual skirmishes, uh, which were completely unrelated to each other personnel-wise. And so mm. uh, you didn't get that nice narrative that you had in Band of Brothers, where you got to follow a single paratrooping organization through the war. Uh, you got to meet different people in, almost in each episode. So it was, you know. Different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so salute to everyone who paid the ultimate price. That is the point of Memorial Day. And by the way, just a public service announcement to those of you that as a veteran, uh, Memorial Day is not the day to thank veterans. That is Veterans Day. Memorial Day is specifically set aside for remembering those who paid the ultimate price. That And we memorialize them. That is the point of Memorial Day. Wait till Veterans Day. To those of us who are veterans, who did not uh, die in service... We don't like it when you
1: when you say something like "Thank you for your service."
0: Yeah, thank you for your service on Memorial Day. Just yeah. keep that day for the true heroes that actually uh, gave their lives. So, anyway, that's a little public service announcement. By the way, this podcast will actually publish on Memorial Day. So, oh yay! Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, on that somber note, I'm going to call it into this podcast. <laughs> And uh, you have any final words there, Persona? Enjoy
1: your barbecue. Enjoy
0: your barbecue. We will be doing um, uh, brisket, of course,
1: Yeah uh, because it
0: is also we're also celebrating my wife's birthday.
1: Oh, so
0: um, her birthday was actually yesterday, but uh, we're going to celebrate um, uh, the birthday over the weekend.
1: Happy birthday!
0: Happy birthday to Celine, and um, now she now she and I are the same age for the next eight months. <laughs> and then I get older again. Oh, the, my next birthday, it'll be time for me to get my AARP card.
1: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You're reaching a milestone.
0: Dun. I am reaching a milestone. And it's coming up in seven months. So, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And make sure to subscribe so that you can restore it all.
2: There was a file, but I did. System isn't worth a spit Finally I needed your backup You had a chance to fix it, instead it's all jacked up See how i write on Facebook about you Don't underestimate the things that I will do There was a fire, but I deleted System isn't worth the space Emails from you remind me of When they keep me thinking that we could restore it